Welcome to Martha Runs the World, a podcast with a new take on running, fitness, and all things health-oriented. I'm Martha Hughes, your host, and each week I present a new topic that is of interest to all runners. You already know that Martha Runs the World has a Patreon page, and now I have merchandise to offer. If you sign up at the $10 a month level, you'll get one of the brand new Martha Runs the World buffs. They look great, and they're very practical right now. It's just a little something to say thank you. Signing up at any level gives you access to exclusive episodes that are not available anywhere else. You can go to MarthaRunsTheWorld.com and click on the Patreon button for more information. Welcome to Episode 86 of Martha Runs the World. I'm talking today all about running or walking the San Francisco 49-mile scenic drive. If you've ever been to San Francisco and you've seen those little signs posted all over town up on the street lights, they're white and blue and they have a little seagull on them and they see Scenic Mile Drive on it. That's what those are. There's a book published about how you can walk the Scenic Mile Drive. And I actually got the book and I followed their instructions and I'm going to be talking about that. And there's also a couple other things I want to talk about too. First, I I wanted to say so, wanted to give you some personal news of myself. I got a job, yay! I start this week. I'm really excited about it. My hours are going to be kind of strange because it's in a different industry than I'm used to. Anyway, so I'm kind of excited about it. So I'm rambling here. So I'm going to stop rambling. <laughs> All right, the walking or running the San Francisco 49-mile scenic drive. Now, it's 49 miles, so some of you ultra runners can just do it all in one fell swoop. I know one in San Francisco in particular, I bet could. Hi, Steve. (laughs) Anyway, I did it over a period of a few weeks. It took me a little longer than I thought because there was some problems with air quality, and I'll be getting into that as I go along with the different stages. The book has the course divided up into walks. Each walk is either two or three miles. One thing that threw me off is that their mileage is based on uh, the street miles if you're driving a car. If you're walking or running, it's going to be a lot different. You're going to be walking or running a lot more miles than they have listed. Sometimes if it it's even double the mileage. I, I wish they had given the mileage if you were walking it. So that's a little deceptive. That was, it was fine for me because I can do it. But if I wanted to get a quick section out, like just, if I just wanted to do like two or three miles real quick and get that out, I know I wound up doing like five (laughs) and I said, oh, this is not what I planned today, but I had to do it. So that happened. There's also a few things wrong in the book as far as historically that are inaccurate. I'm kind of a history buff, so I point, I even found things in the book that I said, oh, this is not true, inaccurate. What? But, you know, it's still a fun book. And it's it. there's this book, it's called Walking San Francisco's 49-Mile Scenic Drive. Explore the famous sites, neighborhoods, and vistas in 17 enchanting walks. And so it's it's a, it's an interesting book. It's a fun book. Not everything they say is accurate. You got to take it with a grain of salt that 
maybe they don't know what the history is. Maybe they're from their wherever they got their source is not correct. But not everything in the book is one hundred percent correct. Like as an example, they talk about the the DSC Running Club. I used to run with them in the eighties, early nineties. They say that the DSA Running Club has runs around uh, Lake Merced every every Sunday. Well, no, they run all over the city. They don't just run around Lake Merced. So that's one glaring example of inaccuracy. There's a bunch of others, but it's okay. It's still a good book, and it's worthwhile if if you do find it. Now, the forty nine mile scenic drive itself has a really interesting history. It was created in 1938 by the San Francisco Downtown Association to highlight San Francisco's beauty and promote it as a tourist destination. So it was just a really nice promotion, and it stuck. It's kind of cool. Interested in it. I've been interested in following it for a long time. I There was a couple parts where I had a really hard time following it, especially their instructions. I think things have changed, especially since COVID-19. Maybe the streets have changed. Maybe certain uh, directions you can't do anymore. But like I got lost, not lost because I know the city too well, but I couldn't follow their instructions like at Twin Peaks. I had to go around a different way and then wound up going a mile and a half out of my way. So I did like six miles in one section. <laughs> which was one of the hardest sections because you're going up tw- up Twin Peaks to the top of the of the hill. We don't have mountains in San Francisco. We have hills. So up to the top of the hill. <laughs> so that was interesting. It can be done now, like I said, if you're an ambitious ultra runner, you can do it all in one all in one day or or one weekend or like me you can do it over a few weeks. I had to skip one week. I had to lay off doing it for one week because we had really bad wildfires. So I had to stop doing it until the air cleared up. As a matter of fact, I was just getting ready to do the Twin Peaks section, which is, they're not our highest hills. Mount Davidson is our highest hill, but the Twin Peaks hills are our second highest hills. And I was ready to do those. And then the wildfires came up in Santa Cruz and I think out in the Valley and it just messed up our air so badly that I didn't want to go. I didn't want to exert myself for the Hills. So I waited until the air quality got better and then I was able to do it. And it took a week for that. So that was, um, that was a little frustrating. It took me, I, I wanted to get done actually last week instead of this week. So that delayed it a bunch. Now, there are some really cool things that I, I'm really glad I did it because I consider myself pretty familiar with San Francisco history. I thought I knew just about everything. And then by doing these walks, I discovered a lot more things about San Francisco that I didn't know. One of my really cool – okay, let me back up. I think my favorite walk was walk two, which was also one of the hardest. Now, see, that starts at Grant Street at the at the entrance of Chinatown. Now, if you don't know, if you're not familiar with the history of San Francisco, Chinatown is actually an area that was designed, that was created to look like 
like a little China to uh, attract tourists. <laughs> another, another advertising campaign <laughs> that, yeah, they made everything to look like, like a little bit like China to get tourists to come visit. It worked because they do. And there, and it starts at Dragon's Gate, which is really cool at Grant Street because these two Chinese dragons are right there. Chinese dragons in Chinese culture are good luck and they have protection. They're very positive images. So it's really neat. And I love those dragons. I've seen them so many times, hundreds of times. So you walk through the gate there and you walk up Grant Street to California Street, which is really super steep. The second section, you're going to go up California, up to Knob Hill. And Knob Hill is, in the old days, Knob Hill used to be, nobody wanted to live up there, okay? When Calif when San Francisco was first established, nobody wanted to live at Knob Hill because the hill was so steep and it was really treacherous to get the wagons up there. Well, one really um, clever real estate developer decided to to say, well, let's make this the really rich area and let's make it really a, a big status symbol to live up here and then people will want to live up here. So he actually did that and that's what made it Knob Hill. And now it's a very wealthy area and there's a lot of really nice ho hotels up there and there's a lot of great history in the Knob Hill area. But when it first, when San Francisco was first established and people first started living here, nobody lived up there. <laughs> it was kind of empty grass hills. And San Francisco is like there weren't that really many trees naturally in San Francisco. It's mostly a, a sandy, grassy area with lots of open space and hills. If you if you look in in the headlands that I talked about in a previous episode, that's what it looks like down here. Lots of open space, lots of wind, lots of grasses, lots of sand. Now, you if you go up California, you're going up California. You go up three blocks of super steep hills. They're really steep hills. There used to be this race and they don't have it anymore. It's called the California Mile, where it starts at the foot of California Market or started at the foot of California Market. And it goes straight up California for a mile. So you're going straight up and then it goes back down California. I think it ends at like, it ended at like Polk or something like that. But it was just one mile on California Street, straight up and straight down. It was a really fun race to watch. I didn't run it at any time, but you have to really like running hills to do that race. That was a fun race to watch. And sorry they don't have it anymore. It was it was a cool street race to watch. After it gets done with the Knob Hill area, you kind of circle around the park. You go by Grace Cathedral, which is absolutely beautiful. And if you get a chance to ever go to Grace Cathedral, they have two, not just one, but two labyrinths. And I love labyrinths. I just absolutely love them. There's one outside, and I do that one mm, once every couple months. You can go and do the labyrinth, and they also have one inside. And I have never done that one. But the one outside is really neat, and you get some nice views of the city while you do it. And it's, it's very pleasant. It's, it's really nice. So you go around Grace Cathedral, but then you go down um, Russian Hill, which is a beautiful neighborhood, some really pretty houses, really quiet, lots of hills. And then you get into North Beach. Again, lots of hills. 
you can make a side trip. Now, they have these really cool side trips in the book. Or a side trip you can do. You can go to Coit Tower. I personally, Coit Tower is neat, and if you have never been up there, you should. But there's, there's, I think there's a better spot to go to if you want to go to a park and get some really cool views, and that's Ina Coolbrith Park. It's actually, if if you're walking on the site... If you're on the uh, on the street, on the walk, you would you're going towards Fisherman's Wharf. Then Coit uh, Tower is on your right, and then Ina Coolbrith is on your left. And it's a little far out, but it's real. It's a really cool park. It's a little bit of a secret, so don't tell everybody. Only the cool people should know about it. Really. So if you're if you want to run some hills, if you want to walk some hills, go to Ina Coolbrith. It's Glorious views of the city. Just the best views I can think of. Another one of my favorites in the walk is the one through the Presidio. And I'm sorry, I have to look through the book because I don't remember which one it was. Let me see. No, no, no. That was... uh, Which one is it? We'll be right back. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG, and we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Let's see. I'm sorry. I know dead air. Not good. Not good. Okay. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, walk four. Yeah. Walk. F- it's uh yeah. Walk four miles, 10 and 11. It's only two miles, but there's so much history in the Presidio. And we've talked about the Presidio last, last week. We talked about city. There's really so much. I discovered earthquake shacks that I never knew existed. After 1906, there were thousands. I mean, thousands of people were displaced, didn't have anywhere to live. So the army set up rows and rows of cloth tents for these these people to live in. Well, when it got to be rainy season and when it got to be colder and things, they needed more permanent housing. So the city built these really tiny little places called earthquake shacks. And they have two of them there in the Presidio. Now, I also found out that they there there may be a few, maybe a dozen, uh, I'm not sure how many, that are bought and scattered throughout the San Francisco that people actually use. They've added, a di- they've uh, built additions to them. They've used them for other purposes, but they are there. So you may never recognize them. And they're worth a lot of money. Apparently, they're like worth a million dollars at least. So everything in San Francisco is worth a lot as far as property goes. It's a very expensive area, let me tell you. I was actually in the Presidio yesterday and talking to a couple from Florida who were just shocked at the prices here. But yeah, it is expensive. All right. One of my best surprises was when I did Lake Merced. And I haven't walked 
walked, and I did walk this because it was a really warm day, and it was humid too. And I, I love, I don't mind the warmth, but that humidity, oh, it's draining. It's very draining. But I was walking, and I didn't, and I had known about this, but I had never found it before. Was finding the site of the Broderick Terry duel. That was the last duel in America, and that was really cool. That's on Lake Merced Boulevard, but. It's really hard to find. You have to, it's it's actually in the parking lot of a condo and it says, do not enter private property, but you can't enter it to go look at this, at this historic marker. So if it says do not enter, just go enter if you're going to look at the historic marker, because yeah, you have the right to look at that. We all have the right. We own those historic markers. They belong to us. So go ahead. And it's really neat. Another one that I enjoyed was Dolores Street. I love Dolores Street. It has all those beautiful houses, Victorian houses, but all uh, also other kinds of styles. Victorians are nice and they're beautiful. Not my favorite, I, I must admit. I, I, I'm more into craftsman style. But Dolores still has really nice, beautiful houses. There are a couple of spots where you wonder, what is this doing here? That there's really nothing of value. It, if you want to skip the section that has Cesar Chavez or what I still call Army Street on it, please go ahead and skip it. Oops, sorry. I bounced it with my book. Oh, which one is this? That is, it's towards the end of the walk. Um, let's see here. Where is it here? Oh, yeah, it's walk 15, and it's only two miles. If you want to skip that part, just go ahead and skip it, because there is nothing of value. <laughs> it's such a such a not great part of town. I mean, most of the walk, is, you're going down Cesar Chavez, and it's a really busy street, and you're crossing, uh, you're going under overpasses, you're going past homeless tents. You're going past all this awful stuff. And it's like, is that, am I going the right way? And then you see this little sign that says a scenic drive. And you say, okay, I am. But what is scenic about this? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing is scenic about this place. But I guess they had to get across town, right? So where else are they going to get across? And maybe it was scenic at one point. Maybe in the 30s it was more scenic than it is now. Because it's not now. Once you get to the dog patch area, you wind your way up and you go past Mission Bay and all all that. And I tell you, it's been a couple months since I've been down there, but everything's changed. Everything changes in a week in that area. There's so much development. It's just a different place right now. It's so different. I don't even recognize it from the last time I was there. <laughs> it's it's a whole different city. You You could probably walk there. Every day and see changes every day. That's how different it is. And every time I go, um, I would say that some of the instructions in the book need improvement or updating because some of them are not accurate anymore. And maybe the whole book needs to be updated. Maybe they have updated it. I don't really know. But it was really fun to do, and I'm glad I did it. And I discovered a lot of different things about. San Francisco that even I did, didn't know. And I am a seasoned San Franciscan. I've lived in the area all my life, and I thought I knew 
as much as a person could know. But there you go. I learned a lot. And it was a nice challenge. We all need challenges right now since there's no races. And I just got another race that was uh, supposed to happen that is turned into a uh, virtual one. So I'll be doing that and I'll be talking about that. And I, I'm got to say, I'm really excited about my new job. Woo! Okay. I, because I got a new job, I took myself up to a three-day weekend. I went up to this, I went up to the uh, gold country in the Sierras last weekend. It was r- just loads and loads of fun. Heck of fun. Hell of fun. It was just great. I rented a car. I got a hotel room. I stayed in Auburn because it's, because Truckee is just way too expensive. And I did, I went to Donner Lake one day, did some hikes around there. And then I went to the uh, I, I did the Pacific Crest Trail for a few miles on the second day. It's super easy to get to. There's there's a staging area for the PCT right off Highway 80 if you ever want to try it. And this is a beautiful section. You just get – it takes a couple miles to get – once you get on the trail to get away from the freeway so you don't hear the freeway noise. But once you're away from the freeway and you're up in those mountains, it's spectacular. It's so beautiful, I can't even describe. It's just amazing how glorious it is up there. I really needed it. It was a great, great climb. It was hard. It was a warm day. It was like I I went up to 8,000 feet. It was about 85 degrees, so it was really warm at high altitude. So I really was able to push myself. I didn't get a whole lot of running in because it was so high altitude and I wasn't used to it. So I did a lot more hiking, but it was wonderful. I got about eight, nine miles in. It was great. Just great. I I loved every moment of it. If you have the chance to get out, even just take a few days, a couple days, go somewhere. And they say, stay close to the, stay close to home. Well, you know, it's been six months. We need to live our lives. So go for a trail run somewhere. Go out, even if you have to travel a little bit, go out for a trail run somewhere because you're not, it's not like you're going to be around people. You're, you're not, you're not going to a crowded area. You're going to a trail. The help it did for my mental well being and my emotional well being, it, it was just amazing. I came back and I was just in a much better frame of mind. I'm ready to go, I'm ready to work. After six months of not working, you bet I'm ready to work. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> so I'm I'm excited about that. I I also had one last thing I wanted to let you guys know about. Uh, one of the ultra runners I follow, and he's I follow on Instagram because he's an incredible ultra runner, Tommy Rivers. He's from Flagstaff, Arizona. He's an incredible runner, but he is hospitalized with a rare form of cancer. He has a GoFundMe page set up, so I'm going to put the link on the website. He's in a lot of trouble, and he really needs help. So if you guys can spare a buck or two, just go ahead and go to the GoFundMe page on my website, MarthaRunsTheWorld.com, and give him a couple bucks because any amount will help them. He's not in good shape, and he really needs our help, and I'm sure his family will appreciate it. So if you can do that, that would be terrific. 
I have some great shows coming up as usual. I will keep you posted on everything. And thank you so much. And I really appreciate you listening. And the website is MarthaRunsTheWorld.com. If you have any comments, questions, or ideas for future shows, please email me at MarthaRunsTheWorld at gmail.com. And thank you so much for listening. And until next week, let's tie up our shoelaces and go for a run.